Welcome to Sound Advice with Phyllis Nichols. This podcast is for women and the men who love them who are determined to make a difference in the world. You'll hear from other women who followed their own path to success, who are willing to share what they've learned along the way. Be ready to laugh, learn, and be inspired. Who knows, your story could be next. Your host, Phyllis Nichols, will make sure you see the possibilities in your own life, and even better, give you proven strategies to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Hi, thanks for joining the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis Nichols, and I have a guest with me today, uh, my friend, LaVon Ellis. Hey, LaVon. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, it's good to have you here today. Uh, for so those cool. of you who don't... <laughs> For those of you who don't know LaVon, she is uh, someone that I've been, I call a friend, and we've known each other for, gosh, a number of years now, although we've never met in person. We have this unique relationship that we've been in friendship that we've been able to build kind of via Skype and Twitter and Facebook and things like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. I, I forgot we've never met in person because it just seems like a regular friendship to me. <laughs> I know. Well, one of these days I'm going to get out to California and see you oh, or wherever you are. So. <laughs> yeah, one of the interesting things about LaVon, she has a great blog that she does called The Complete Flake. Is that right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yep. Completeflake.com. Okay, and she is a van dweller. This is something that she, when I first met her, she wasn't doing, she wasn't doing that. She was living in the San Diego area, but she really had this uh, burning kind of desire to just be able to live in her van and roam around the country and see interesting people and places and things like that. And after uh, a little while of thinking about it and talking about it, she made it her reality, which is really cool. Um, I'm sorry, so, my dog is barking. I'm at the dog park right now. <laughs> that's, that's okay. She sees another uh, dog and goes nuts. <laughs> it's okay. okay. That's her dog scout in the background. We're pet people. It's yep. fine. Um, so, hey, LaVon, why don't you tell people a little bit about why you wanted to do this lifestyle? Why, what was so intriguing about it to you? Okay, well, uh, I had been um, not well for several years and just kind of uh, confined to my apartment for the most part. And I guess I must have been getting depressed. I mean, it would make sense, right? And But I was getting better. And... I realized that I was spending all my time in front of the computer and watching nature documentaries on TV and putting beautiful pictures of nature on my wallpaper. And it dawned on me why, what, you know, the nature is right out, outside, you know, why not just <laughs> go outside? So, um, I came across some information about other people who are doing this so-called van dwelling life and, uh, Lots of good information online about how to do it, and I started reading it all obsessively and decided I wanted to do it too. So it took uh, about a year and a half to get get it together to actually move in and buy a van and move into it, and I've been doing it now for a little over two years, full time. Wow. Well, yeah. So tell me when you were researching and I mean, now that you've been doing it for a while, obviously, you've got a little bit of perspective about what you thought it was going to be like, what it's actually like. Um, can you tell me, like, 
what is some advice that people gave you about this lifestyle that's been really helpful to you? Like what's really, uh, are you, what are the things you glad you kind of knew when you went into it? You know, spent some time researching and found some information online about the lifestyle and the change. So, you know, what are, now that you've got some perspective and you've been doing it for a while, what are the couple of pieces of advice that were really helpful and instrumental to you in getting started and kind of making this happen for you? The, you know, a lot of the advice was just practical tips about how how to do it, you know, um, <laughs> and very specific to this kind of lifestyle. Like the one I'm remembering most was uh, something that's not useful for anybody who isn't living in a vehicle. <laughs> and it's to uh, find your parking spot for the night if you're in the city where it's not legal, usually, to sleep in your vehicle at night. Um, find your parking spot for the night, then go somewhere else for the day, and then at night, you come back to that parking spot, and you go right to bed. You don't turn on any lights or anything. You just park, and and, and then there was light, and then in the morning, you leave as, as quickly as possible, so basically nobody will notice that you're there. And, uh, you know, that's not useful at all <laughs> to anybody else, but it was very useful to me. And well, no, hmm? Right. Well, just good, because you obviously, um, I think, you know, that's in that lifestyle, right? You've got, um, it's kind of interesting to me just because you, I guess the timing of things really is kind of critical, right? Like certain parks are open, it's, you know, and public spaces um, have rules about how long you can be there, how long you can stay there and things like that, that we just kind of probably wouldn't normally think about in the regular course of like, you know, going to the park on the weekend or something like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the last uh, few years, this has become a more and more popular thing for people to do or another way of putting it is a lot more people are losing their homes and winding up like this. I mean, some of us choose it, but right. uh, more more people don't choose it and they have no choice. And then um, there is just you know a lot of anxiety about homeless people in in nice neighborhoods and and uh, and these rundown vehicles that people live in and and so there have been a lot of laws passed and various uh, cities and towns to uh, try to keep it under control and I can right. you know the property values and all that I, I can understand both sides of it um, sure but we some of us I've been more paranoid than probably others but uh, uh, some of us have felt kind of under siege uh, the yeah. last couple of years it's tightening up even in the national forests where a lot of people go where I like to go because oh. it's beautiful there and it's right you know, it's not so crowded it's not crowded at all but uh, a lot of you know kind of sketchy people wind up in some of these places and that's alarming and then then others or a lot of these sketchy people don't um, know or follow the written and unwritten rules of camping, which is, you know, don't right. leave a mess. You know, it's pretty logical. Right. You don't need to have it written down. Don't leave a freaking mess, you know, and a lot of them do. And that makes it bad for everybody. 
Right, right. Because, I mean, I know from just camping in general, there's a sort of a, that code that you, you know, um, have respect for the, the place that you're at mm-hmm. and you, um, yeah, you don't want to leave a big imprint. You want to enjoy it while you're there and then, you know, pack up and take everything yeah, with you. They call it pack it in, pack it out. Right, and, right. Including, you know, toilet paper and stuff. And I, I've camped in spots where I found toilet paper uh, lying around, you know, and that's not... That's not cool. <laughs> right. Right. Not at all. Well, and, you know, I think a lot of people would find what you've done pretty scary. I mean, I, I feel like that it mm-hmm. took a great amount of courage for you to make this change. I know it was it was a big change, not just physically, but there were, you know, yeah. uh, considerations to be made, like financially. I know you had personal belongings that you had to make arrangements for. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have family and other people that care about you that, you know, want to be, you had to kind of make arrangements for. So, I mean... If there's somebody who's looking to make, though, a life change, not, not necessarily maybe van blowing, but maybe they are, um, right. you know, like where, you know, where would you tell them, you know, to, to find the strength or what kind of tip might you give them to say, you know, when, when there's something you really want to do, but it's really feels big and scary and overwhelming because I yeah. know there were times that you felt that way Sure. just because I, I, you know, I knew you before you started doing this and that sort of thing. And I know it was something that you really, really wanted to do in a very yeah. passionate way, but it wasn't an easy thing to do. No. And I had to really look at my fears close up and examine them um, one by one. And I remember one thing I did, which, you know, you can translate to anything, and that was to try it out. You know, not make a big commitment right off the bat, right. but to actually try it. So there was a, uh, and for me personally, it was very important, although I realized it wasn't like a conscious thing, like I need a community, but it was definitely a driving force. I needed a community of people who are also doing this. I don't think I would have done it on my own. And and I found a community online and they have a gathering um, in uh, Quartzsite, Arizona every uh, winter called the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous. And uh, okay. so I was I followed this guy's blog. His name is Bob Wells, and his blog, I'll just say it in case anybody's interested, is CheapRVLiving.com. And it's just an encyclopedic website of everything you need to know about this kind of life. And it also has a forum, and all these people get together. And then once a year, once or twice a year, they uh, get together, and they make friends. And then now, as time has gone on, I've I've made one particular friend, and we're traveling together now. And it's great, because one of my biggest fears I didn't realize was of being alone. Um and I thought I was the kind of person who liked being alone. And I do like being alone in the company of other people, if that makes sense. I'm an introvert, <laughs> right. uh, but I like to have my friends and family around me just to know they're there. But leave me right. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I tr- uh, they had a gathering in the summer before I was ready to go. I didn't have a van yet. And they had a gathering in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I was only, you know, a few hours from there in San Diego. So I decided to rent a car and borrow a tent and go just to see if I really would like this kind of life. 
And uh, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But I made <laughs> lasting friends. And I realized that even with all the things that went wrong and all the things that I didn't like, well, there was mainly one thing I didn't like, which uh, <laughs> was the bathroom problem, which uh, everybody wonders about. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. But right. I decided even with that, I still really wanted to do this. And that's when I knew after four days out there um, and coming back, uh, that's when I knew this was what I wanted to do. So I would say definitely um, try things out before you commit full, you know, full on to something. And, uh, you know, just to see how you feel about it. And especially if things go wrong, do you still want to do this? Even if it's, you know, you got, you've seen what the real problems can be. That's, I think that was a real key for me. And I fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're right. That's advice that you can, anybody can kind of use in any situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two things that you said. Like interning at a new career. Yeah. Right. Right. Or taking courses in something, you know, again, you know, trying something part time. I mean, there's lots of different ways. You know, the other thing that you mentioned that I think is very helpful and, and because I've done similar things like this too is that sense of community, right? Not necessarily that you you have to have those people with you. The help, emotional or psychological support of knowing that there are resources and people that you could reach out to if you needed to. Exactly. That's so important. And I'll tell you, of course, it's very specific to my situation, but when my van broke down more than once, um, there were people around to help me. And the one time there weren't people around to help me, there were people online to help me. I had to raise money to fix my van at one point. I had to go online and ask people for money, um, which was really hard to do. But, uh, right. you know, my friends were there and they supported me so I could get my van fixed, even though I was far away from anybody I knew in person at the time. Uh, so I really think... Two things. Your your friends and family are your life support. And also on a kind of a correlate to that is I don't know if that's the right word, but uh related to that is um trust is money in the bank. <laughs> you know, you've got to be honest and and have integrity and be a trustworthy and help people and, you know, you don't do it on purpose so that people will help you when you need it. But that's the result. Right. So um, um, and I remember, you know, when you need help, you, you can get it. And that's what community is about, helping each other. Right. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I've been in a situation where I said I love what you're sharing um, and, and I appreciate you being so candid and so honest, because I think a couple of things when and in life, anytime we want to try something new or different, and it doesn't have to be as dramatic as as your life change. Right. But even if it's just looking for a new job or, mm-hmm. you know, taking it, going back to school and getting your, you know, license to to teach or whatever that might be, right? I think that it often feels like a really solitary endeavor. 
and that you're in it kind of it's like all on you and and in a lot of cases a lot of things are but again there's that sense of um, if you're willing to kind of put yourself out there there is a sense there are people who will support you there are resources really about anything online there are resources for all kinds of things um, if you're willing to sort of just put yourself out and, and ask and just say hey I do need help or I don't understand this process or I'm not really sure what that next step looks like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and people do want to help. They, you, you know, it's like, you know, I, I can't think of the specific saying, but it, basically the idea of when you decide you really want to do something or you really want something, and I'm not talking materially, of course, but you have this dream, this goal. If you put it out there to the universe, it really is true. Things kind of coalesce to help you. And it's because people get excited about your dream and they want to help you make it come true. It's not like magic, the universe actually helping you. It's people helping you. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you just wake up and there's like a thousand dollars in your bank no. account. But <laughs> actually that happened to me once. Oh my gosh. I, I got to tell you the story. Unfortunately, it didn't work out too well, but, uh, <laughs> It's a funny story. I had just lost my job the day before. I was devastated. And I wake up and find $10,000 in my bank account. I swear to God. They talk about timing. And I knew that it had been deposited in my account by mistake. So I had to call the bank and tell them I was still killing myself. I wanted that. I needed that money. Yeah. You're like, would it be okay if I just keep it? Is that okay? Yeah. Right? So, no uh, life lesson there. Just, just a story. No, no but you, but you know you're right though. I mean, when when um. Uh, yeah, you're, you're so right when you have that goal and, and other people are excited to help you, um, whether it's opening a door for you or introducing you to someone who can be helpful or um, help you make a connection or, and you know, there's, again, we've all benefited from those sorts of things. And, you know, I think, I think I, you know, we under we underplay this sometimes, right? Like this coincidence, or um, I think sometimes we just don't acknowledge, like, hey, you know, I, I I kind of put this information out there, and the next thing you know, like I found some great information that was really helpful to yeah. me, and um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool how that happens. Well, to summarize it, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I did want to. Well, ask... it's like when you when you buy a car. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say it's like when, just like when you get a car and all of a sudden you say that you see the same make and color everywhere that you never noticed before. Right. You were there before. You just never right. noticed them. Right, exactly. And now you're sort of in tune to it. Um, and you're drawing kind of those things to you, right? The the things that years before wouldn't have been important to you and now they are. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. I do appreciate you uh, talking with us on the podcast. I do think that your advice is really helpful because I, again, one of the biggest hurdles I think for anybody, whether you're looking to start a business or you're just looking to make a life change, you're getting out of college and you're looking at getting married or what direction do you want to go? I mean, there's all these big, like, I don't know, I feel like in life we all have these big moments, right? Or they feel really, really big in our head. You know, I think that your advice is is really helpful and just sort of you mentioned a couple of things one is just being really honest with yourself about your fears and what you're what you really want to do you know also again researching and asking for help looking for resources and things that'll be helpful to you 
but and I see you as a person of courage. I know you don't see yourself that way all the time. <laughs> well, um, I I feel more courageous now because uh, I did face my fears. I let my fears stop me for many years, and some fears still stop me. But uh, you know, I keep struggling with them. But um, yeah, just making the decision not to let my fears get in the way of what I really wanted was really important. So if there's somebody listening to this today and they are in that place, whatever that place is with that sort of decision in their head or that big thing going on in their head that they, you know, what would you tell them to do? I mean, I know that you would tell them to embrace their fears sooner rather than later and not wait. Because I know that you and I both, we've had situations where we both feel like we wish we would have done things much sooner. Mm-hmm. We look back and go, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, you know, I contemplated this for so long and that was crazy. I shouldn't have. What would you tell that person who's who's been that space? You know, any any words of advice or or any push out of the comfort zone that you could offer? Well, I, to be honest, I think a lot of us are stopped by the fear that there won't be enough money to do what we want to do, and you know that's very realistic. There's nothing, you know, right. Uh, well, I can't think of the right word, so. But then you just have to look at, you know, what do you want most and and prioritize that and start letting go of the things that are getting in the way. Like, you know, if your expenses are too high, how are you going to cut those expenses? You just have to get really super practical. And are are things um, owning you, you know, simplify your life to make that dream come true. Because, in fact, this is the subject of the next book I'm, uh, I hate to say working on, because I'm still cogitating it in my brain. I haven't actually started working on it, but I'm thinking a lot about it. And that is how to simplify your life. And I I hate to use that word, too, because that's very common, Uh, you know, the idea of downsizing and everything but that's really what it comes down to if you have a big dream you have to let go of some old stuff things um obligations um right you know things that are cluttering up your uh time and your life so that you can make room for what's really what you really care about and the title of this book I haven't written yet is Getting Less Shit Done. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I will look forward to seeing that come out. Thank you for your time today. And let me just remind everybody to where you can reach LaVon. You can definitely check out her blog and get on her email list at thecompleteflake.com. She does have a book on Amazon. Getting Shit Done, yeah. <laughs> getting Shit Done. And then her next book will be coming out soon. Um, thank you, LaVon. That was actually excellent advice oh, at the you. end. At, well, all through it, but um, but you're so right. You know, being really, yeah, just really recognizing what's really most important and deciding, like, what you're willing to do to make that happen. You know, that's yeah. really, it's, it's, it's simple advice. It's not necessarily simple to do. That's for um, sure. That's for sure. Yeah, but but I like that it's simple advice because, you know, really anybody can start doing that wherever they're at, you know, today, tomorrow, next week, next month, right? Those are things yeah. you can start doing, you know, no matter where you're at in life. Those things are possible, which is, I think, really exciting. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thanks so much. Again, there'll be some show notes on the website. LaVon, I look forward to talking with you again in the future and can't wait until your book comes out. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. I was so glad to do this with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Again, this is Phyllis Nichols with the Sound Advice Podcast. Till next time, have fun, be you, and share your sound advice with the world. For more info and show notes, or to connect with Phyllis, go to soundadvicesales.com or on Facebook at Sound Advice Sales. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.